Hello and welcome or welcome back to Morning Cup of Controversy. My name is Ryan. I'm your host, as some of you may know already. Um, I appreciate y'all bearing with as some of you may know already. Um, I appreciate y'all bearing with me through the sound quality of the last video. I was not quite used to using this microphone, um, nor was I aware of the fact that uh, having it clipped right here was way too close to my mouth. I did, however, learn that before I filmed the interviews, so at least the interviews were somewhat bearable, but whatever. Anyway, thank you for bearing that. <laughs> um, I promise I am working on it. I'm obviously, I have a little microphone tool thing that I'm using this week, which is kind of interesting, so I hope you guys aren't entertained by that. It's actually a little mini sword. So, yeah, thought that was cute. Anyway, hello from Future Ryan, who is editing this podcast episode right now. I want to go ahead and give a little bit of a disclaimer, because this episode is going to have some um, pretty serious heavy topics. I'm going to be talking about mental health. Obviously, I'll be touching on a little bit of everything that comes and goes along with mental health, so if you know that you're going to be um, triggered or have any issues listening to this episode, then I would definitely suggest skipping it for this week. But other than that, let's go on to the video. This week, uh, I'm going to be talking a little bit about mental health and the stigma that surrounds mental health. Um, I did put down the dangerous stigma that surrounds mental health because it can be quite dangerous, and we'll get into a little bit more of that here in a minute. But first, let's move into the question of the week. Last week, I talked about what, if anything, is too serious to joke about. Um, I gave my, some of my answers. I felt like, you know, joking about things that trigger people or... Obviously, um, I, I did have a friend I, that I saw recently say something along the lines of, you know, I'm not responsible for your triggers, but if you know that somebody's been through something traumatic or you know that something affects somebody um, seriously and you choose to joke about it, that's a little bit too far. So I did have another person in the comment of that video say somebody, some, you know, like other people's traumas because other people's trauma is kind of a big deal but this week I want to talk about something different so our question of the week this week is what actions could you take to help someone exhibiting signs and symptoms and how might this benefit the person first of all I want to come back to this um, after we talk about mental health stigma a little bit more in depth um, so we're definitely going to come back to that but Something I did want to mention now is um, I saw recently that one of my good friends posted something on Facebook that said, um, like, check on your happy friends, basically. Uh, they had lost a, fr a friend to suicide um, in the past, and they just felt the need to share that on the anniversary of their passing. And for me, it kind of, it, I was really glad that I saw it because I wanted to include it in this episode. I felt like it's something that's really a big deal. Sometimes the people who smile the biggest are the ones that are hurting the most. And it's, you know, don't be afraid to check on those friends because it's really not easy to reach out. And we're going to talk about a little bit why it's not so easy to reach out in the topic of the week. So let's go ahead and get right on into that. First things first, what is mental health and what is stigma? 
So the definition of mental health is your mental well-being or lack thereof. So obviously, if there is a lack of mental well-being, then you have most likely have some type of mental health disorder or mental health illness. Stigma, on the other hand, involves negative attitudes or discrimination against someone based on a distinguished characteristic, such as mental illness, health, mental illness, health condition, or disability. So, now that we know the definitions, there is a couple different things that I want to talk about when it comes to mental health stigma, and I have a lot of different um, things that I wrote down, but there's some things that I'm just going to want to touch on um, from personal experience or just in general. Okay, stigma is one of the leading factors contributing to poor mental health outcomes because it leads to delays in treatment and reduces the chance that a person will receive appropriate and adequate care. Um, like I mentioned earlier, it's not easy to reach out for help, and the fact that we have to worry about what people will think when we do speak up makes it a million times worse or harder, you know. Um, stigma even um, existing basically proves that it's it's hard to speak up because the people don't always agree or people think that there's something wrong with you and it's just it's it's tough it's really tough to to navigate your mental illness in the world especially with everybody else's views on your mental illness mental illness used to be considered a mark of the devil assign a moral punishment um, and even the product of supernatural forces <laughs> sometimes it feels like people still kind of view mental illness that way um, not necessarily like the devil or as intense as they viewed it back then because back then they didn't really have the resources that we do now to understand but even with the resources we have people still don't understand enough to drop the stigma um, at least enough for people to feel comfortable um, in this in this country or in, even in the world in general because stigma doesn't just uh, exist in the US. Stigma evolve, uh, involves a lot of different topics as well and that's something that I talk about a little bit um, further in but um, treatments of mental illness luckily is a different story which is aged better than stigma but psychology and psychiatry are still fairly young. I mean, obviously they've come a long way, but they still have a long way to go. Something I thought that was interesting since we were talking about the um, topic of treatment, something I thought was pretty interesting was back in the Neolithic times, they practiced something that was called trypening or tripening. I wasn't exactly sure how that was supposed to be pronounced, but um, it was basically where they would chip a hole in the person's skull to quote release the evil spirits um, that they thought were causing the mental illness or the anything really there was a lot of things that they used tripening for but mostly it was used for mental illness or what was suspected to be the devil it was crazy if you read if you go read stories about what they thought mental illness was back in the day you'll honestly probably be a little bit what's the word I guess just happy that we have the amount of research that we do now. The word I was thinking of was grateful. I always remember while I'm editing, like, oh, I remember what I was trying to say, but you're welcome. And the fact that people don't understand that is partially what's 
causing the stigma to stay the way the way it is. Stigma has mostly arisen out of fear or just a lack of understanding, like I just said, of these mental illnesses. And hopefully as science learns more, the stigma will decline. We all have bad days and it's one thing to have a bad day, but it's another thing to not understand that you're not alone, you know, and just genuinely feel so lonely and isolated from the rest of the world because you're just so scared of what they're going to think when you talk about how you're really feeling inside or what's really going on with your emotions, you know. A, 2000, a 2013 study that was done, this is a long time ago, almost 10 years ago, but still, um, a 2013 study showed that um, even though most people have a better understanding of mental illness, basically the majority still has a negative outlook on those with said conditions that they feel like they understand more now, they just still, for whatever reason, have a negative outlook. Like you're different or you're not normal, which is something that really bothers me. That's something that I've been thinking a lot about lately. And in one of the testimonials that I received, somebody actually even was using the word normal, but it's hard. And they put it in quotations and that's exactly what I do every time I use it because it's hard to say that I'm not normal or, you know, this isn't normal because what is normal, you know? I don't believe that anybody is normal. I feel like everybody has their little quirk, quirk, quirks and flaws and, you know, imperfections. And it's what makes everybody beautiful and individual. And it's just sad that we still have to live in a world where we're scared to come out and be honest about our emotions and the things that are bothering us and the thoughts that we struggle with and all kinds of stuff. Um, Social stigma is prejudiced attitudes from others, and self-perceived stigma involves internalized stigma, obviously. Personally, I feel like the two go hand in hand, because if there was no social stigma, maybe there would be no self-perceived stigmas, you know? I would, I would do anything to help support somebody who was going through a rough patch depression-wise, even if they were just an internet friend of mine, you know, which I've tried to connect with a lot of people across... Um, not just my country, but a lot of other countries. I just seem to be like the type of person who enjoys connections and learning from other people and, you know, just growing in that way. So it's been really interesting to be able to open up to people and to finally let go of the stigma. It helps so much. And I feel like if people aren't going to change the way they look at us, those of us with mental health issues, then we just have to change the way that we perceive the world, you know? You just have to look at it like nobody cares what I'm doing, and at the end of the day, if they do, that's kind of weird. Like, leave me alone. I'm dealing with myself. I'm bettering myself for my life. That does not involve yours at all, you know? Like, your opinions really shouldn't have any... um like say in how I'm going to live my life or what I'm going to choose to do with my personal goals and my personal well-being and I feel like everybody should kind of adapt that it's it's really hard and it took me a long time to kind of get to that happy person positive person mindset but once you get there it makes things so much easier it makes everything so much easier and you know you're still going to have the ups and downs the bad days but 
at the end of the day, when you're having those depression days, when you're having those down days, when you're having just a really tough day, you know, I'm speaking more out of just personal experience because I know that there's a lot more to mental health than just feeling sad or, you know, being depressed or being anxious. Um, that's just personally what I deal with the most. Um, but when you're having those days, all you have to do is just tell yourself, tomorrow's another day. My dog decided to join me for a second, but then he left. So, we're going to move on to some of the impacts of stigma. I'm just going to kind of list some off, and then I might talk about them or touch on some things that I want to um, elaborate on. But some of the things that I found while doing some research. Reluctance to seek help. Delayed treatment, which increases more morbidity and mortality for obvious reasons. Social rejection, avoidance, and isolation worse psychological well-being, poor understanding among friends and family, harassment, violence, or bullying, poor quality of life, disability, and increased socioeconomical burden, and increased feelings of shame and self-doubt. Combating stigma is never easy, but remember you're never alone. Speak out and find some support, and I'm, I'm definitely going to try to find some types of support groups or, you know, I know of a couple different, like, group chats and, um, just, like, pick-me-up places where you can go, um, if you need just some type of support to reach out and know you're not alone, then I'm gonna list some of those things in the description. Other than that, let's move on. The next thing I wanted to talk about was, um, some celebrities that also suffer with some mental illness or mental health issues. While stigma exists, um, it can eventually be eliminated with greater education and awareness about mental health. That's something that I said a couple times already in here, but I just really wanted to reiterate that. Um, so Heads Together is a mental health campaign led by the Royal Foundation in parter partnership with Young Minds and seven other charities. It aims to challenge mental health stigma and change how it's perceived. The Royal said, since we launched Heads Together, we have seen time and time again that shattering stigma starts with a simple conversation. Um, and this is something that I've been trying to revolve most of my episodes um, around. Not so much the ones that are already out, but this one and the um, coming few. But also, stigma can apply to so many different conversations because anything that's controversial could technically... You could find a stigma a around that controversial topic. And controversy is what my whole podcast is about. So stigma it is because I feel like that's the best way that I can help um you know like spread a good message with the podcast is to try to have the conversations that we need to be having as a generation and society to work on these different issues and not just mental health but there's a lot of other things that I feel like um could use some conversation and we're gonna get to those in the next couple weeks but um a quote from Prince William says, Our vision to create a society that treats mental health like physical health as something to be nurtured needs your help. And that right there is another reason why I want to um, help try to start those conversations with my listeners and have my listeners start those conversations with the people in their lives. Because one person who listens to this going to their mom or their dad or their sister or their brother or their best friend and asking them, 
how they've been lately and just checking in on their mental health could start a revolution. Just one person. And so imagine five people, 10 people, 20 people, 30 people who listen to this podcast going and starting those conversations with their friends and with their family. And that's just different communities that we're affecting and in a good way, you know. So we want that for this podcast. We want that for my community. So moving forward, I wanted to touch on a couple different celebrities that openly struggle with mental health. Um, So first, I have Chrissy Teigen, who talks about postpartum depression a lot that she struggled with. Next, I have Demi Lovato, who is also very open about their bipolar disorder. Steve Young, um, apparently he was an NFL Hall of Famer, so for the guys out there who are athletic and, you know, struggle with talking about your mental health because it's not something that manly men do, you know, in society, that's another stigma that I want to try to help break. Um, I didn't even say what he struggles with, but it's social anxiety, and that one's pretty tough. I don't have social anxiety per se, but I definitely struggle with severe anxiety. That is one of my diagnoses, so there's that. Um, We also have Michael Phelps. He struggles with ADHD, Um, and if you don't know who Michael Phelps is, he is an Olympic um, swimmer. And I also have Dan Reynolds, who is in the band Imagine Dragons. He suffers with clinical depression. And that's just five of millions of celebrities in the world that struggle with mental health issues. And I feel like celebrities um, being able to be so open kind of helps us non-celebrities feel like it's easier to open up because you see the people that you look up to in some way, shape, or form opening up in that way and it makes it a little bit easier for you to feel like it's okay for me to talk to my mom or my dad or my best friend or my brother or my sister or whatever whoever it is about what I'm suffering with because maybe they'll listen and maybe they'll understand so the last thing I wanted to touch on before we get into the testimonials is that stigma hurts everyone in society and it allows everyone the potential to hurt their family and friends who struggle with mental disorders. Imagine you have a best friend who for whatever reason just thinks that you're faking your depression. Imagine how tough that would be to to live with, you know? Like the person who I feel like I need to rely on the most right now just doesn't want to accept me for who I am and just help me get better. So we definitely need to work as a society as a whole and even just as the morning cup controversy community to start sparking those conversations with our friends and family and just people in your life and you'll be amazed at what will come out of those people's mouths honestly because this podcast has done a lot for me and one of my favorite things that it's done is given me the opportunity to have these open conversations with some of my closest friends and just really see their true, you know, beliefs and opinions on certain things. And it's not ruined a single friendship, even though me and some people may disagree on certain things. It's not ruined a single friendship because it just shows me that I'm able to open up with these people and I've chosen some of the right people to be around me because they're able to accept my opinion and move on and we can agree to disagree 
and obviously mental health isn't something that we can agree to disagree about, but it's more just an overall idea of breaking stigma on different things, different topics, and just things that you just don't feel like you can have conversations about in your daily life that you really can. And it's just, it's hard, but you just have to do it. You just have to, you have to initiate it. And it might be awkward at first. Like, it's weird when you're at the bar with your friends and then you start talking about your opinions on abortion or your opinions on the death penalty or random stuff like that. You know, super deep, controversial stuff. But it's interesting to know what your friends think. And it's also really interesting whenever you can disagree on one of those topics and then continue to take shots and have fun at the bar, you know. So try it one day and just see how different your friends' opinions are, your really good friends' opinions are from what you think. The industry is also working on people-first language, um, and an example of that is she has depression, not she's depressed, because it puts the person first and says that you have a diagnosis, not you are your di diagnosis. It's tough for some people with mental illness to understand that your diagnosis is not who you are, it's just a part of you and it's like a extra piece in your baggage you know it's not the whole skin that you're wearing and you don't have to be that diagnosis you can have something and not be it for me it was really important to understand that and so once i did it helped me to kind of separate myself from the diagnosis and accept it and bring it into my life in the aspect that I needed to, being where I need to cope and what I need to do to, you know, help myself and not the only thing that, um, that I have to offer is the fact that I'm mentally ill. <laughs> like, no, that's not it. I have a mental illness, but that doesn't mean I'm mentally ill, you know? So I'm going to leave that there. And like I said earlier, I do want to go back to the question of the week really quickly. So let's go ahead and do that. Okay, if you forgot, our question of the week was, what actions could you take to help someone exhibiting signs and symptoms? And how might this benefit the person? So at first, I was talking mostly about just um, checking on your on your happy friends and making sure that they are doing okay, you know? we've had all the conversation that we've had I feel like I want to add in um, just what actions could you take just start the conversation just ask you know I mean it's basically the same thing that I said earlier but just ask you know just check in on people make sure they're doing okay and I feel like this could really benefit the person because they'll just understand that somebody is there for them and it's not just them fighting this fight alone um, so I'm going to leave that there, and you guys feel free to leave your answer under the Spotify in the Q&A or in the comments on the YouTube video. So let's talk a, bit, a little bit about some testimonials. These testimonials are basically just some people who wanted to share what they've been through with their mental health and um, what to look out for, you know, certain things like that. Me personally, I can say that um, the stigma affected me because I didn't feel like going to therapy. I didn't feel like it would help me. I thought I was just going to be judged. And that all was caused by the thoughts that were put in my head by the, by society. Um, I was scared to ask for help in school. I struggled with really severe panic attacks. 
um, in the middle of school most days um, in high school. And I was scared to ask for help. I was scared to tell a teacher or ask my counselor or even tell my parents um, that I was struggling. And um, I was worried what my family would think. I was worried what the teachers would say. I was worried that I would get in trouble for having a panic attack because I didn't understand what was going on. And I didn't understand, you know, why it was happening to me and why I wasn't able to just snap out of it. And I hid it for so long from my family to the point where once I finally was diagnosed with uh, anxiety and depression, they were kind of they were kind of confused and shocked. Like, Ryan, depression, like anxiety, what? Because I just hid it and I was the happy person. You know, I put on a smile. And after I got diagnosed and my family found out, I stopped having to be that person. And things got pretty dark for me for a little while, but. I'm better now. Um, I'm struggling with my newest diagnosis of anorexia, but that's a whole other story that, um, you know, I've explained that on other platforms. So if you're interested in hearing a little bit more about that story, then you can go find it on Instagram, I believe. But I want to go ahead and give some more, um, more light to the people who were awesome enough to send in some testimonials about the things that they've struggled with person A. <laughs> I don't want to give away their genders or their names because stigma and privacy reasons. Uh, if you are any of these people that I'm reading about, thank you so much for sharing um, anything that I share to the podcast because I really um, think it's going to make a difference. I think that people hearing that others suffer and others are going through the same things that you are um, it helps you feel the, feel that it's okay to open up and to go seek help. It's never a bad thing to seek help. So person A. This person struggles with OCD, ADHD, and was recently diagnosed with autism. However, they felt the diagnosis was delayed mainly due to the fact that um, it was con continuously labeled depression over the years. Over those years, they spent lots of money on seeing different doctors and therapists trying to understand what was going on. Not being diagnosed with autism until the age of 22 was definitely tough, and that was a direct quote from the person. After having a more in-depth conversation with this person, I learned that um, it was not so much difficult to cope with the diagnosis and more so just trying to figure out how to adjust their day-to-day -day life. Um, this is a quote. It was exhausting how underrepresented mental health issues were. Something else that person A wanted me to address was TikTok diagnosis, which to be more vague is self-diagnosis. Um, I feel like it's okay to self-diagnose um, in certain instances and like to a certain degree. Like you can't self-diagnose yourself to the point where you're going to say, oh, I need to be on this medication and you're going to go searching for the doctor to give you that medication. But if, you know, you feel like you're struggling day to day and you kind of have an idea of what's going on, um, then I feel like it's okay to you know, look up your symptoms and, and see, oh, well, I'm my, a lot of my symptoms are matching OCD or a lot of my symptoms are matching bipolar. In that case, I would suggest that you go to a professional and take that information to them. It's, it's totally okay for you to go to your psychiatrist or your therapist and say, um, I don't know, I was just a little bit 
interested in um, finding out what my symptoms could possibly be and when I looked it up I found this that and that and what do you think you know get a professional opinion and sometimes your self-diagnosis ends up being correct other times your self-diagnosis without being checked out by a professional could end up leading you down a road that you don't for one don't need to go down or two um, could be potentially harmful for you because if medicated medicated incorrectly things could go worse than they were originally okay person B this one is a little bit longer um, they kind of wrote uh, notes for me so I'm gonna go ahead and read that for you guys I'm 25 years old and I've been struggling with mental health my whole life as a child and teenager I struggled with depression anxiety PTSD and anger issues as I got older I started becoming very reckless I didn't know how to let out the negative feelings I was dealing with and started using substances to cope. This led to an addiction problem which, w which I have thankfully overcome. At the age of 20, I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. It made sense, but it still didn't answer to the consistent mental problems I was having. It felt like everything was so hard for me to do. Things that a normal person would do, would and could do. I was spiraling on and off for a few years until I finally decided to seek help. I realized that my physical body would catch up and heal when I start taking care of my mind. In spring 2022, I was finally diagnosed with ADHD and autism and bipolar 2. For the first time life uh, for the first time in life I understood why I react like I do and it makes sense. I am medicated and honestly surprised it took me this long to take control of my mental health to save myself. I found a new zest for life <laughs> that made me smile when I read it and when I typed it. It was so cute. I found a new zest for life after being properly medicated, and though I still struggle, I ignore the stigma around medication and mental illness, be mental illness because I finally feel free. Another stigma around autism people think, uh, or another stigma around autism, people think that they people think that since they perceive me as normal that I'm not autistic um, I'm gonna put quotes around normal again people think that since they perceive me as normal that I'm not autistic but this is something that I have struggled with since childhood just because I come off as high functioning or look normal doesn't mean it's just as hard in fact I get written off as being autistic because I have learned to mask so well over the years being medicated and going to therapy and psychiatrist appointments have helped me figure out how to navigate how to navigate a healthier way and reach reaching out for help shouldn't be stigmatized getting help was the best thing uh, getting help has been the best thing for me um, thank you so much person B for sharing I'm sorry that I butchered a couple of the sentences I just have been talking a lot <laughs> um, this is quite a bit of talking for me um but i do really appreciate you coming uh out and sharing that story with us and i hope that it helps somebody else to realize that getting help could really just be the one thing that you need for yourself or you know reaching out to that one more psychiatrist or that one more therapist could get you the diagnosis that actually saves you and actually helps you finally understand why you are the way you are why you think the way you think and help you understand that it's okay to be that way and there is no such thing as normal and so people need to stop saying that we're not normal just because we have mental illness 
because at the end of the day you're probably not normal either to the person who's saying I'm not <laughs> let's go ahead and move on to person C so person C I had oops, there goes my water so person C I had a little bit uh, had a little bit of a conversation with and I just took some bits and pieces from that conversation that I felt they could share obviously I got their permission before I did this but I'm also not sharing their gender or name so don't worry quote the worst part is when they say it could be worse I've never been able to talk about my depression with someone without someone saying that end quote quote we should understand that it doesn't have to be worse for us to feel bad and it's not a competition we all live our own lives and at the end of the day there's not much we can do to help others compared to what we can do to help ourselves so if you're so focused on on um oh you know well other people in the world are doing worse or other people in the world have it worse then you're never going to be able to make your situation better like I said not much that you can do for that person who's struggling across the world but maybe one day you can if you work to get yourself to a better place you know so I feel like don't make me feel bad because I'm doing the work I need to do for me and I'm not worried about what's going on in the rest of the world because you can still care about what's going on in the world and be an empath and you know care about other people's feelings and still work on yourself and care about your mental health and put yourself first you know so I don't like the way that people talk like that because I've definitely heard both of those things too before um, another quote from person C says I feel like we need to aim our focus on antidepressants it's so hard to find things that work and when we do people want to judge you and say you'll be on them forever duh I want to feel stable and they make me feel stable I wish more people understood that something that I wanted to add is that lots of people take medicine every day for medical issues and just like Prince William said we need to treat mental health just like we do physical health as something to be nurtured and if taking medication to stabilize your your emotions or just your daily your daily routine if that's what you need then why are we putting people down for it why are we making people feel bad for it because somebody who has diabetes is going to have to do their regimen every single day for the rest of their lives to make sure that they're healthy and that they're able to get through their day and somebody with heart problems is going to have to take their medication every single day to make sure that their heart doesn't give out on them and it's very 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 similar for people with mental illness a lot of people with lots of different mental illness need lots of different medications to help keep them stabilized and yes some people do abuse them some people don't need them me personally I'm not a medication person but other people can't live without it other people cannot keep their emotions stable without it and so who am I to judge the next person that needs to be on antidepressants when for me personally I just haven't found the right medication that's helping with my anxiety and that will also work with the rest of my bodily functions you know so it's all super personal and at the end of the day so many people are taking medicine that why do you care that like me personally it doesn't uh, it doesn't affect me too much with and without I'm you know still anxious but I can get by a little bit better than I can when I know I'm relying on medication so it's a really a different story for everybody and the stigma around medication is really really tough because like I said some people need it some people don't so that one's a really tough one 
let's go ahead and move on to the quote of the week. Um, we're going to go ahead and end the mental health talk right there. I do have some quotes that um, involve mental health, however, because I felt like it was necessary um, for this episode. So I have two. First, mental health is more than the presence and absence of emotional state. And that was from Corey Keyes. And my second one for the week is, one small crack doesn't mean you're broken. It means you were put to the test and you didn't break. And that was by Linda Poindexter. And I love that one. And that is actually the motivation behind my newest tattoo, the broken glass on my elbow. Because I want my my tattoos to symbolize something to an extent. Some of them really don't most of them really do and this one I just wanted it to be like a focal point of this arm because I you know we're all broken a little bit but that doesn't mean that you're you lose value and I saw actually a um it was a preacher I think he was doing something and he called somebody up from the audience and said do you want this $20 bill and they said yes and then he um like crumbled it up as in his hand and said you still want it and she said yes and then he, um, like, threw it on the ground, and she said, and he said, you still want it? And she said, yes. And then he picked it up, and he crumbled it up in his hand, and he threw it across the room, and he picked it up, and he threw it across the room again, and he said, you still want it? She said, yes. And he went, he stomped on it, and he threw it across the room, and he stomped on it again, and he twisted his foot around, and he just made it a whole jumbled up mess. And he asked her one last time, do you still want it? And she said, yes. And he said, because it never lost its value. The $20 bill at the end of the day is still going to be a $20 bill. Just like you may have depression or you may have anxiety, you may have bipolar, ADHD, autism, there a many spectrum of disorders. You may have one or many of them, and at the end of the day, you're still a person. You're still a conscious human being who has a life and who can maybe make decisions for yourself and tell right from wrong so at the end of the day you don't lose your value and you're not broken just because you have one crack or two cracks you know um so that's all i have for y'all today i i want to give a huge thank you to the people who have been helping me with my podcast in lots of different aspects alan for the cover art and this week's i'm super excited about because this was something that i just kind of came up with gave a prompt in my discord and he was able to get it for me like that lickety split and it's beautiful i love it he does some really great art and i will be tagging him in the description so if you want to find him you can go check him out there also marty for helping me with research marty's a really good friend of mine that i've been I went to school with him literally from kindergarten to my senior year, and he um, offered to help me with some research for different episodes, and I took him up on that one for this um, episode, as well as a couple others that are coming up very soon, and yeah, I basically, he, he gave me a lot of really good information, so much so to the point where I'm going to have a whole other mental health episode that's going to use another third of the information that he gave me so huge thank you to marty for that and lastly thank you to black cat for editing because i definitely definitely need some help with that i think that my first video turned out pretty decent other than the sound quality and just like some choppy bits i think it turned out pretty decent but i really appreciate um black cat for editing this video and 
however many of the rest of the videos that he edits, I will be giving him a shout out for every video that he's a part of. So thank you so much for that. As always, I will have a link in the description for all kinds of resources from abortion to mental health and even places to donate um, for those in need like victims uh, or family victims of the fam families of the victims from the recent shootings and all kinds of stuff like that. I normally have um, some updated resources in there underneath every podcast, so feel free to go check that out. Um, also a link down there so you can check out my socials um, everywhere other than on YouTube and Spotify. And yeah, that's going to be about it. I hope you guys have an amazing week and I will talk to you next time. Bye!